0: welcome to Full Coverage, a podcast for beauty lovers by beauty lovers. I am your host, best-selling author and beauty enthusiast, Lindsay Kelk. Now, I asked you, my pod pals, to send me all your questions. Any questions you might have. Uh, we've been off the air. Is this the air? We've been off the pod for a while. So I thought rather than try and tell you about everything that has happened in that time in the beauty industry because it's a lot, isn't it? It never stops. Uh, I would just ask you to ask me the questions that you needed answers to. So today is our full coverage, Ask Me Anything. I am gonna answer every question I received uh, apart from some that were doubles and some that um, honestly, I I didn't know the answers to. I never lied to you. Uh, But the ones I didn't know the answers to were (laughs) like chemistry questions. Uh, And I'm gonna ask PK from The Ordinary, those questions, which will be coming up in a couple of weeks. So he will tell you the answers to those questions. Uh, But the the questions I am going to answer, I am able to, my knowledge extends that far, mostly because they're about my own opinions and preferences. So thanks for that, guys. First question is favorite new launches. Uh, And I think the extension of the question was favorite new launches and products that have come out while we've been away, which there's been a million of them. There has been literally a million of them. Um, I don't even feel like that's an exaggeration, even though it is, it isn't. Um, But with that said, I really had to go back and think about it because I haven't really been massively impressed with a ton of stuff. Now, you didn't ask what were my least favorites and that's a much easier... (laughs) answer for me. I love telling people about stuff I hate, um, but we're trying to be more positive in 2022. We're trying, we're trying, we're failing, but we're trying. So I want to talk about the things that I have had that I have enjoyed. Um, these aren't all brand new, uh, but they are newer and I know we haven't talked about them before. So for example, the first thing I bought that was just a real treat, it was just a real like, oh, this is lovely and it is a, a happy maker, it is a mood enhancer. It is something that as soon as I pick it up, uh, it brings me joy. And that is um, a lip gloss from Tower 28. It's actually a couple of lip glosses from tower 28 because i bought one and i could not stop they are the pringles of lip glosses now i didn't spend a ton of money on lip glosses over the last two years (laughs) because masks and i've just not been in a glossy place have any of us been in a glossy place no even without a mask i'm gonna sit at home with like massively glossy chops no it would be weird uh but now is the time it's glosses time to shine Even though I am still wearing a mask when I go out in public places. But, you know, if I were to just go for a walk or if I was just to be, like, in an outside place where there weren't going to be a ton of people, but just enough people to be impressed by my lip gloss, it would be the Tower 28 glosses. I love them. Um, I have a couple. I have one of the jelly shines, one of the milky shines. They really remind me in, in finish and in color but not really in texture or delivery, but of the Stila lip glazes, but Stila lip glazes of old, because there's the Milky line, uh, which there was in Stila, and then there's the Jelly line, Um, and uh, I have XOXO, I think, in the Jelly, which is like a really beautiful pop of um, reddish pink, and it's translucent, and it's sheer, so it's very easy to wear, but it has just enough color in it to brighten up your face and, and make it happy, and I have the Coconut in the Milky. They're the two that I wear the most. I think I have a couple of others. I'm i'm a a monster we know this we don't need to get into it Um, but the coconut is like a a very milky pink Um, there's also a pistachio in a milky pink that's nice but that's a little bit more nude because you know that's the hero color i think that's the one everyone loves but you know me uh, i can't do anything too nude too brown pillow talk nightmares coming back to me it looks like i've put poo on my face uh so i really like the coconut and i really like the xo um xoxo sure that's it but it's gorgeous and I really like those glosses they feel so light they feel like they almost feel like an oil on the lip they feel nourishing they last pretty well they're not on and gone you know sometimes you swipe a gloss gloss on and when you've been talking for two minutes they're gone Uh, I can step as long as I'm not eating or drinking obviously then you've got to replace it because it's a gloss it's not going to stick around but if I'm just wearing it uh, I do feel like it sticks around for a while and they're not terribly expensive they are relatively affordable Uh, A step up from drugstore High Street, but not nearly as expensive as like a luxe brand. Uh, So I really, really like those. That would definitely be one of my favorite launches of the last while. Uh, Another more recent um, launch that I absolutely loved, and I've recommended it to a lot of people, is the NARS Light Reflecting Advanced Skincare Foundation. Uh, Beautiful, beautiful. I think NARS does really, really good work with the foundation. I didn't get on with the soft matte very well. Love that packaging though. Obsessed with that packaging. But I found it very, very drying on my skin. Uh, As I mentioned in the last episode, my skin's been quite dry recently. So I think if you've got oilier skin or normal skin, if I wasn't as dry as I am right now, it would probably be fine. But the NARS Light Reflecting Foundation, my skin loves it. It goes on, it just sits beautifully. It's kind of like walking around with a ring light in front of you all the time. It really is pretty. Uh, my only problem with NARS is that the color range is not always fantastic for me. It is very yellow. Um, I'm wearing a number two in this, I think. I probably could have got zero as well. Um, I think the one and the three are the more yellow. But even these shades, the, the pinker shades are also quite peachy rather than pink. And they do oxidize a touch, just a touch. So if you can test it out, if you can go and get a tester or if you can get... Um, you can try it in store that's an option again for some people now or if you can order it from somewhere where you're able to return it I don't love doing that because I know it's wasteful it's terrible for the environment but with foundations you can't you know we can't afford to get it wrong Uh, but it is a gorgeous foundation so congrats NARS. that's really beautiful. Um, Two other products that I've really been loving actually just two general launches one is the Sigma new mod collection when I think about Sigma I mainly think about brushes but I've been trying a bunch of their products and they're gorgeous and um, they have these really beautiful lip oils the renew lip oil which is um, um it's a it's it really is just i know i hate saying dupes but if you like the clarins lip oils uh but they are pricey uh these are not and they are lovely um it's got a hobo oil in it sunflower seed oil and vitamin e um they are, are tinted but they're very very lightly tinted it's sort of a milky tint and beautiful pinks and neutrals uh but they're just really lovely and there's a palette as well it's got sort of a pink velvet casing which is like "Mm, I feel so fancy it kind of is giving modern renaissance vibes it's that very pinky tones we're back for pinky tones in 2022 I thought we'd done pinky tones but they are back Patrick Tarr has a rose palette Uh, the new melt palette Gemini 2 is rose tones Uh, they are both considerably more expensive than the Sigma new mod palette and I really like it. The The mattes blend nicely, the foils and the, the shimmers are just gorgeous on the eye. Um, so I'm really enjoying that. I'm really impressed. It makes me want to look at what Sigma are going to be doing next with their beauty um, and the next range I'm just thrilled with everything I've tried uh, and I will be talking more about this in depth in a future episode. I am recording an episode about celebrity beauty brands because so many have asked about Fenty so many have asked for a brand overview on Fenty so many of you have asked for a brand overview on rare beauty from Selena Gomez so I thought rather than try and do individual episodes on all of those brands because we would just be here all day going through product by product I think what I'm going to do is a celebrity brand episode and we will give an overview of Fenty, of Rare, of the new Give line by Gwen Stefani Uh, and this brand will also be in there because this is Play Beauty by Peyton List. Now, if you're me, who is 41 and knows nothing, um, I didn't know who Peyton List was and now I hate myself for it because Peyton List has roughly 1 billion Instagram followers it's not it's like 25 million or something though which is low- is uh, <laughs> so many uh, and she was a Disney person and um, she's on Cobra Kai which I was like oh I should know she's on Cobra Kai um, but anyway she has launched a beauty line called Play Beauty but it is spelt P-L-E-Y so when you're searching this don't search A-Y although I feel like it would still come up if you put Play Beauty but it's P-L-E-Y like her name Peyton P-E-Y-T-O-N um, and I went to the launch. This was the first beauty event I've been to, like, since lockdown. It was nuts. I was a bit like, is this okay? Am I going to be okay with all these people? And then I got there, and they had a giant pink inflatable wrestling ring in the middle of the room. And I was like, well, someone's home, and that someone is me. Uh, It's very, I want to say, it's very Gen Z targeted because it says it is. And when I went to the event, I was easily the oldest person there. (laughs) Which was fun for me. Uh, Luckily, I had just had my hair dyed like the day before, so I had like peach and orange hair, which just is what got me through. Uh, Otherwise, I think they might not have let me in. Um, But everyone there was very, very young, and I didn't recognize anybody. And then afterwards, my friend was like, oh my God, they were all TikTok people, and they all have trillions of followers. So that's nice for them. I love it. I felt old. But what I do not feel weird about is how great this line is. And it may have been created with Gen Z in mind there are a bunch of um, like face jewels and face tattoos and stuff that's very euphoria it's got those vibes to it the brand itself is just good it's just great products Um, and the two products in particular that I've been loving and I'll talk more about the brand as I say because it's really interesting backstory on it Um, but there is an eyeliner pencil sort of antique gold uh, eyeliner pencil it's very 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 creamy uh, and I've been absolutely obsessed with that that has been amazing and then they have uh, tinted lip balms which again just gorgeous the packaging is beautiful the execution is beautiful the products themselves are beautiful it doesn't feel like label slapping at all it feels like something really well thought out Um, it's clear that a lot of money a big investment has gone into it it's clear that it is a A very well thought out line i am super curious where it ends up right now it's only available online it's obviously going to go somewhere it's too big it's too good and it's too big Uh, and it's had a ton of money put into it an absolute ton of money so i suspect we will see it in stores relatively soon sooner rather than later but yeah check it out so you can be familiarized familiarize yourself with it later because this will be on the test p-l-e-y beauty play beauty um but yeah really enjoying it it's a long time since a new brand came out that i went oh about the whole thing and um i did so congrats next question is how do i organize my makeup desk when i own it's a lot of zeros. Um, Let's say 100,000 products. Uh, (laughs) It's a lot of zeros on that list. How do you organize your makeup desk? Now, I can only tell you how I organize um, and what works for me because there are a million ways to do it. You know, we've all, we've all, she says, trying to make myself feel better. I once went to Muji and bought like a lot of acrylic organizers cost me a lot of money and I ultimately ended up giving them all away because they just weren't practical for my space I didn't have anywhere to put them where I could see them so I got rid of them Um, I also own a hundred thousand products although I will say considerably less than I used to because I had a massive clear out of everything I wasn't using and everything that was expired which would be tip number one if it's expired please get rid of it unless you're keeping it for sentimental purposes I have a box of like stuff I'm keeping, uh, but I'm not using because it's ancient and grubby, but I want to keep it. Um, If it's expired, get rid of it immediately. Do not let it touch your face. It is gross. Um, Then I would say you've got to be really, you've got to be ruthless. You've got to be ruthless. If I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing, I, I keep one box I've got like half a drawer in my dresser that I dedicate to my everyday makeup, which sounds like a lot for every day and it really is because my makeup routine, especially of late is very minimal. But I keep a box of um, everything I'm using, everything I use every day. So old reliables, things that I knew, I know I will use all the time. And also what goes in there is new stuff to make me use it and test it and try it. So. I keep that to hand and the stuff that's in there for me is like I've got a couple of foundations um like the skin the Dior skin forever the two foundations the matte and the glow the Clinique even better skin foundation is in there the NARS foundation is in there right now uh I've got my Fenty cream blushes I've got my Patrick tar blush I've got my hourglass blush got a couple of mascaras got my Tom Ford new dip um And I try and keep it very limited uh, as to what I have in there. It's not, you could look at it, it's disgusting. It's pretty bad. It's probably more makeup than most people own. But for me, it's an edit, it is a considered edit. So that's what I would say, start with, keep your everyday stuff close to hand. Then what I did was put everything else into storage bins. You might need one, some of us needed four. Uh, And That actually really helped me prioritize and see how often I'm using stuff. Because if it's in the bin, I've got to think about it to use it and I have to go in and get it. And it really made me aware of what I am and I'm not using and that, that then really helped me edit. Um, and then I've got another little shelf in my closet that's easily accessible where I keep all of my eyeshadow palettes. Now, obviously with a lot of products... You don't need a lot of foundations. You don't need a million different concealers. You don't need 18,000 blushes. I love blush, so I do. That gets to that point three. Um, But eyeshadow palettes, I totally get, if if you're an eyeshadow person, if you're doing looks, or just, they're expensive and they last a long time. They don't expire, so, or they don't expire as quickly as other stuff. So you don't wanna get rid of them, but I couldn't have them out. So I put them in on a shelf where I can get them easily, but they're not in the way. And I think that's really worked for me. It's just, yeah, those those things, being ruthless, putting the stuff I'm not using every day out of the way. Plus then you get the kick of like shopping your stash, which is pretty nice. And it does help you get rid of stuff when you need to because you can go in those storage bins and be like, I have not looked at you in six months, eight months, a year. It is time to let you go. And then you can either donate it if it is unused or you can throw it away, recycle it if it is expired, um, give it to a friend, pass on the love. Um... What I will say, and a lot of people I think don't say, but for me it's important, is if you love it, you should keep it. Like, if it makes you feel any kind of joy, keep it. I've got products that I know I'm not going to use, but I'm obsessed with them. Like, I I bought, bought with my own money, uh, so many of the Pat McGrath eye palettes, the big, heavy, giant eye palettes, and I use them so infrequently but they bring me so much joy. And when I do use them, they make me so happy. And it's like a big production for me to get them out and be like, oh my God, I'm going to sit down and do an eye. Um, But I don't keep them out, out because there's nowhere to put them. So they go in the storage, they go in the storage. Um, But if you have a product that's making you feel bad or anything, I know this applies to clothes, shoes, whatever, but for for me, for makeup, especially especially if I've spent a lot of money on it but if you have a product that you're looking at and it makes you feel guilty and it makes you think oh I can't believe I spent that and then I never use it get rid of it Uh, because you will feel guilty getting rid of it because you spent money on it but you will feel guilty every time you look at it it is better to rip off the band-aid and feel guilty one time and get rid of it pass it on to a friend if you can if you cannot let it go (laughs) just let it go um That is my best piece of advice. I did that with a lot of stuff early lockdown. I did like a massive cull and it was like, if this makes me feel bad, even though I spent a lot of money on it, I'm looking at it going like, oh, I spent so much money on you. It's got to go. It has to go. Um, But I do think that the best thing you can do is just prioritize the stuff you're going to use every day and then keep the other stuff safe, clean, tidy away. Unless you've got like a massive makeup room, then get it all out, babes. Just like have it everywhere. Revel in it. Don't organize it. Roll around in it like a pig in muck. Um, But for me, that's what works. For me, that's what works. I never got on with the idea of the acrylic uh, stackers because I was always opening drawers and opening and closing drawers, and I found it very frustrating. For me, it's a nice, big, open, organized box. You know, blushes in one corner, foundations in one corner, concealers, mascaras, my nude dip... Uh, and then I keep the brushes and the eyeliners that I use every day in a mug on the top of the dresser and all the other pencils and brushes are in a bag in the closet with the storage boxes. And that's really worked for me and it's actually made me love my makeup more because I can see more of it uh, and I can get more use out of it. So I hope that helps. Um, Fingers crossed. The next question was, did you find anything new and exciting on your last trip to the UK? Now my last trip to the UK was back in November. I was in England for my book launch she went on tour, uh, <laughs> on tour for on a night like this. Thanks if you came. Thanks if you bought it. Love you. Um, and did I find anything on my trip? So the easy answer to that is no, uh, because I didn't really do a lot of shopping. Uh, I was still very pandemic anxious. So if I didn't have to be out, I mostly wasn't out. And I also was just rushed off my feet. There was very little shopping time. I got my credit card statement when I came home which is usually insane and upsetting because I just go over the top because I'm like oh my god I'm in England and I won't be able to get it again so just get it now and then the the bank manager's like what were you doing um like I didn't have time to go to Selfridges didn't have time to go to Liberty barely set foot in a boots um just really didn't have the time so there wasn't really any new discoveries for me the only thing that I really got into was Emma Gunza's beauty closet (laughs) (laughs) i was staying with guns for a couple of nights and um i did have a rifle i did have a rifle through uh and the one thing that i think i wish i really wish that i had got uh because i i had a play with guns but obviously her shade was completely wrong for me but it was the lisa eldridge foundation and it was when the pop-up shop was in covent garden and i really 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 wish i'd been able to go and do that i would have loved to have tried the foundation out um in store and and got got matched because uh, everyone swears by it and I really wanted to try the liquid eyeshadows which look absolutely gorgeous so while I didn't get anything that's what I would have got uh and then the only thing I did get was uh, I, I I so guns is an angel and she let me play with her liberty advent calendar what a good person what a good friend um and she was like take whatever you want from this and I nearly wept nearly wept with joy and I The main things I remember taking that I absolutely have loved, I got a sample, a travel size of the Augustinus Bader Rich Cream. Turns out my skin loves it because my skin's got bougie tastes and I hate it. Uh, But I love that. And I got um, the Sunday Riley Pink Drink uh, Serum Spritz, uh, which is like a hyaluronic serum in a spritz. And I've been really enjoying that too. Uh, I don't know if I will rebuy it because it's kind of little. I think there are probably better or the same hyaluronic acid serums for less money Uh, but I like it uh, and I did enjoy it I did technically discover it on my trip to the UK Um, next question and so many of you sent me this one so many of you sent this one what do I think about the new Charlotte Tilbury beautiful skin foundation now uh, I have to come at this with uh, um, a proviso with context because I've only heard fantastic reviews from everyone that's tried it. So many people I know absolutely love it. Uh, So many people I see online are just gushing over it all the time. So obviously I got it. Obviously I was really keen to try it. I got a couple of shades to try. Um, Was somewhere between the first couple of shades. Could have easily worked with either. Um, And I wanted to love it. It looks beautiful on the skin. It really did look gorgeous. I was surprised at how much I had to use to get my skin tone evened out. I think it's very much that medium, light to medium, depending on how you apply it. It really is depending on how you apply it. I like to apply it with a brush, so I had to use quite a lot. And I was like, oh, I feel like I will go through this tube quite quickly. The problem for me was it made me break out. And that doesn't happen very often. So I was really surprised. Uh, Not many, my skin is not sensitive and not many products upset my skin in the way that that did. But I was getting lots of like little whiteheads. I hate talking about skin stuff it's gross um but I was getting lots of little bumps um and white heads on my chin and on my jaw with it uh and not like I, I talked a little bit uh, last episode about how I've been getting these bumps on my chin that but it wasn't that these were like little tiny whiteheads, which to me is evidence of a reaction that is when I know something's upset my skin um and that was the only new thing I was using Uh, and as soon as I stopped using it it stopped happening so I had to say sadly I think it is a beautiful foundation if it works for you uh but it did not work for me which made me really really sad so I guess congrats Charlotte (laughs) on a great product for everyone else um if you're asking me to recommend it I would say try it sure I, I like I said I only know other people have loved it uh, they have not had the same issue um and if it is a choice between that and the nars light reflecting um the nars i would say is more glowy and obviously it's nars colorway, so they're gonna earn uh, more yellow the charlotte tilbury really is is beautiful skin it just gives you a beautiful beautiful finish that looks like you have gorgeous expensive skin it's not as high beam as the nars but it is just glowy and fresh and natural and gorgeous Unless um, it gives you a lot of chinsets, which it did for me. Um, But no one else has told me that, that they've had that problem. So who knows? Who can say? I tried it for like a couple of weeks because I was certain it was something else. And it just absolutely positively definitely was not. Because as soon as I stopped using it, it stopped happening. But yeah, everyone else loves it. Uh, I would recommend that you try it. And I would hope you didn't have the same experience I did. Now, this is a good question. Uh, this is something I see a lot in the book world. I don't know if you know this, I'll write books. You did know that. Um, in the book world, there's a, 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 in Bookstagram, which is Instagram's book community, uh, people love to play the, what's an unpopular opinion game? It makes me very anxious when I see it because I'm absolutely petrified that someone's going to be like, I hate Lindsay Kelk, she's trash. Uh, and then they will say, that's not unpopular. We all think that. And then I will cry. Um, and never work again. So I'm anxious about doing it. (laughs) But someone said, what is your most unpopular beauty opinion? Now, I don't know if... It's really wild, isn't it? Because unpopular is so subjective. I might tell you what my unpopular opinion is and you might all go, yeah, no, we agree. Or you might go, what? That's insane. I hate you. I think my most, I, I guess, kind of controversial opinion is that... Most brands above a mid-tier price range are not really worth it. Um, and I say that with the caveat of, of what I've said a million times over. If it's in your price range and it makes you happy and you can afford it without putting it on a credit card, without going into debt, without making sacrifices that would make your life uncomfortable, then it's worth it to you. And that's what's important. Like if you love La Mer and it works for you and you can afford to buy it and it does not phase you in the slightest, then absolutely go nuts, have it. I'm so happy for you that you have something in your life that brings you joy and you can have that. But on the whole, I think broadly speaking, most premium brands, you really, you're just paying for the brand. And if you want to do that, you can. Uh, I think all brands have a hero product, All brand, or even if it's an unsung product, all brands have a product that I would say, yes, that product specifically is worth it. Um, for example, I love the Dior uh, Skin Corrector Concealer, and I've rebought it twice because I think it's absolutely worth the money to me. I love that concealer, it's absolutely worth it. I buy Dior Lip Glow, as we all know, like it's going out of fashion. That's insane. Uh, because it is an absurdly priced lip balm. But to me, it's worth it. But do I think every product in the Dior range is worth the price it is? Absolutely not. Um, I've really come away from high-end luxury lipsticks. And I think this was a lot of, a lot of it was pandemic related because obviously I wasn't really wearing lipsticks. Um, and it's just become a really difficult thing for my mindset to to pay that kind of money for a lipstick. Knowing now how many incredible lipsticks are on the market that are much more affordable. Um, Like for years I was obsessed with the YSL glossy stains. Um, Absolutely still love them, still think they are incredible. But now there are L'Oreal and Maybelline versions that are easily as good and a fraction of the price. So I will not buy another YSL glossy stain at forty dollars. I really want to buy the Gucci lipsticks because I think they are beautiful. And every time I go to do it, I cannot. Um, I spent ninety pa- ninety dollars, ninety pounds. I spent ninety dollars on an essence, on the Elemis essence that was my highlight of the week last week, and it, it hurt to do it. But I knew my skin loved it, and I knew I would get something out of it. I knew it was delivering. I had. The Gucci, one of the Gucci lipsticks in my Sephora basket during the Sephora sephora VIB um, event to get 20% off it for the entire event. And on the last day, I just couldn't do it. it I just can't spend that amount of money on a lipstick because um, I know there's cheaper that's better. But it doesn't mean you shouldn't. It's just, I think, broadly speaking, you're paying for a lot of marketing, you're paying for a lot of packaging. Um, and I'd rather not, is <laughs> where I'm at. Uh, but again, like Tom Ford eyeshadow quads. Uh, I have bought new dip twice. I bought it once, used, went to pan, hit pan on it, nuts. Bought it again, $88. So much money for an eyeshadow palette, but I have never found those shadows anywhere else, those shades, um, and been able to replicate that look and that finish, and I love it so much. But would I pay Tom Ford prices for a lipstick? Um, unhelpfully Becca no longer exists when I know that the Becca lipsticks were exactly the same as the Tom Ford lipsticks they were exactly the same you guys they were the exact same lipstick um, and I, the idea of paying a premium and through the nose just because it says Tom Ford on it I can't do it anymore I can't do it anymore and I don't like the elitism of it and I don't like that you know look outside the window everything is terrible but someone wants you to pay upwards of $50 for a lipstick because it's got certain initials on it I don't like it anymore um so individual products from brands absolutely paying through the nose for luxury brands anymore not doing it um that might not make me unpopular with you but it's going to make me unpopular with a lot of brands (laughs) saying this we just cut the uh, number of samples that I am sent to review by half uh so that's that's unpopular um for me and that's the answer to your question next question's great uh, and i will answer it <laughs> after this short break i might have to go and make a cup of tea what am i doing to myself uh, i'll be back shortly thanks guys more questions to come one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes nice dress uh, it's a it's a t-shirt until you tried it on same goes for your health care that's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Welcome back to full coverage. It is I, Lindsay Kelk, beauty monster. Can't stop buying stuff. Just told you not to do that. Uh, But, you know, (laughs) we're all contradictions, aren't we? We're all contradictions. Um, Next question that I'm going to answer is... If you could resurrect three beauty products, what would they be? Now, this is really cruel because it is fundamentally impossible for me to pick three products. It's just not, it's just not on. Um, I started thinking about it and then immediately had a thousand. Um, I'm going to try and keep it brief, but it's already more than three. I don't think I could do that. Because I was thinking, like, there's a lot of products that I loved that have been discontinued, but I don't necessarily need them back because I've replaced them with something else. Doesn't mean I wouldn't love them back, but I don't need them back. Um, These are products that I would genuinely very, very much like back in my life because it was both a love and a need. Um, The first one, and this came straight to mind, which was interesting for me, um, was the Benefit Bathina Body So Fine Body Balm. I loved that stuff the whole Bathina range honestly um there was like a bath powder that I loved there was a shower gel bubble bath I think that was like a peachy pearlescent color loved it I love that scent they brought maybe baby back very briefly a couple of years ago and now it's gone again and I'm like please bring it back I bought a bottle um when they brought it back but they brought the tall thin bottle not the the short round bottle um And I miss it. I love that scent. I love it so much. But the Body So Fine Body Balm, to me, was peak adulting in the early 2000s. I was very early 20s, um, mid-2000s. And I remember getting it and thinking I was the most glamorous human being to have ever lived. This was fundamentally untrue. Uh, You should have seen the state of me. But I thought I was a goddess every time I used it and I was so sparing with it and I was so so harsh with myself about when I could use it and I really regret it now because I'm sure I never even hit pan on the one that I had but I loved it so, so much. I just assumed it would be around forever. It was a real lesson for me in taking things for granted and assuming things would always be with us. Never do that. If you love it, use it. Uh, Don't wait for a special occasion. Don't assume we'll always be able to restock it. Because some monster at Benefit HQ will take it away from you no matter how many times you ask them to bring it back. Um, But that was the first one. Definitely the Bathina Body So Fine. Second one, I, get, like, I don't know if I need this back, but it's just a product I really miss in their line. And that was the Urban Decay Lip Gunks. The lip glosses from Urban Decay that were in a tube. Um, and it was a really thin little tube so you could easily put it in your pocket. And the Lip Gunks were... It was so thick and gloopy and they were so scented and so flavoured. I'm sure kids, kids today, uh, but anyone who's using something like the Tower 28 lip gloss I talked about earlier would be mortified by this. They would be horrified by the texture of it. It was, oh, it's insane. Um, But I can still smell and taste the hot lips, which was like a, a cool pink, a cool blue pink that I wore obsessively throughout university. And then um, the Big Bang, which I know they brought back when they did the lip, they did a new lip gloss line a few years back now. It's everything feels like last year, but it's gotta be like probably six years ago, five, six years ago. Anyway, they did a new lip gloss line. Um, it was in sort of a more squarish tube and they brought back Big, Ga- Big Bang and it was a very bright sheer fuchsia with a ton of glitter in it. Uh, But the original was cinnamon flavoured scented, scented for sure, I can't remember if it was flavoured but it was cinnamon scented and my brain has such a Pavlovian response to that lip gloss connecting it to cinnamon aftershock. And my liver immediately crawls into the corner of my cav- the, My body cavity and just dies. It crawls up and it's like, do not do this to us. Why would you do this? Why would you do this? And I'm like, no, you guys, it's just Big Bang lip gloss. I'm just applying 18 layers of it before I go out dancing on a Tuesday night at the rig in the basement of Rock City in Nottingham <laughs> um, with my Rachel haircut uh, and my extremely low cut boot cut jeans and my one shoulder top. I'm living my best life. Uh, I probably have also got like a Shoroski crystal belt threaded through those low-rise jeans. It does nothing. It just hangs. But I'm obsessed with it. Um, I was, guys, I I know this is not the question and it's not what we're talking about, but you can't let Gen Z bring back low-rise jeans. We can't let it happen. We have fought this war for so long. We fought for so long to get that rise right up, right up over the belly button. We cannot let them take it back. We've done so much for them and this is how they repay us. I'm, I'm very against it. I feel very passionate. Anyway, um, back to the question at hand. Um, Urban Decay Lip Gunk, for sure. I would love back. Uh, lip related. The Revlon Lip Butters from around 2012-ish? 2000, 2011, 2012. Uh, Revlon Lip Butters obsessed. I was obsessed. I had every single one. I absolutely loved them. They were one of the best products. And I will say this, I'm pointing at the computer. I'm pointing at you. One of the best products Revlon has ever done, those lip butters. If Revlon is looking for a way back in, and I happen to know they are, uh, bring back the lip butters, people. Bring them back. Why did you discontinue them in the first place? They were like, they led the charge of uh, heavily tinted lip balms. That str- you know, they really straddled that line of lipstick and lip balm. They were easy to apply without a mirror. They gave you a really beautiful punch of color, uh, but they were just so easy to use. Absolutely love them. After that, L'Oreal did Le Balm, I think that was their knockoff version, or their version, I shouldn't call it a knockoff. Who knows who was developing first, but I believe the lip butters were first to market. They were certainly my favorites. Uh, and then, next thing you know, everyone's doing tinted lip balms, but heavily tinted lip balms that, that cross that line. And I just miss those Revlon lip, but- Revlon lip butters so much. I would love to have them back. You asked for three. That was three. Uh, I now have three more. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, but you shouldn't ask a monster for three things. Um, this came to mind straight after that was the Estee Lauder Cello Shot Blushes. These were never that big. I don't think they ever took off. I remember being given them by the PR at Estee Lauder and being like, these are amazing. I think I wrote, wrote about them on Beauty Mecca on my old blog. So that's how long ago it was. Uh, but they were in a little tiny pump dispenser. It was so out of step for Estee Lauder for their packaging. It, each little tub with pump dispenser was the color of the product inside. So it was bright orange, bright red, these really punchy, beautiful, gorgeous colors um, because they were called cello shots, which sounds a bit like jello shots, which is what they looked like. And then it had this gorgeous translucent gel, gel blush that was absolutely stunning. It had a ton of pigment in, but it was really easy to just tap it in to get this gorgeous, gorgeous light coverage, light glow. They also had corresponding lip colours, but I would always just use the cello shot, what was left on my finger on my lips for a stain. And it was just perfect. And I used those until <laughs> until they went manky. Um, they fully went disgusting uh, and I had to throw them out. But that broke my heart because they were limited edition, but then I think they were coming in permanent collection. There was rumor of it and then it just never happened. That broke my heart because they were fantastic. I love a pump dispenser. It did take a while for them to go manky because they were a gel and they were in an airtight pump. Props, they Lord were ahead. Props to you. Uh, but I really miss those. Another Urban Decay product I really, really miss that I wish they would bring back. I do really just feel like Urban Decay is prime for a a vintage line, don't you think? Don't you think it's time for like a throwback nostalgia moment from Urban Decay and maybe Benefit as well? Lads, we loved you 20 years ago and now we're here with our disposable income saying, please bring back our favourites. But the Urban Decay face cases, if you remember these, they were sort of, slightly bigger than credit card size slightly they were, they were supposed to be like that you could slip it in your pocket and have a full face uh in one case now I never did but I loved them and I I collected them and I would get them for my birthday and for Christmas because I couldn't possibly have afforded them myself at the time because I was a student um or I was in my first couple of jobs and they were like 20 pounds or something and I was like oh my god that's so much money um now I'm assuming they will be 107 cuz <laughs> inflation um but they were these gorgeous silver cases it had a big mirror in it each one had a theme and a look to it and inside there were a bunch of eyeshadows uh one or two lip glosses and then one of the ones i had had like a translucent based um iridescent gel so glitter gel so you could do a glitter gel moment um They were just gorgeous and it was a really great way to get a bunch of different Urban Decay shades and try them out uh, and have them all in this one handy case. They were so brilliant and I really, really, really miss them. I just think they were probably the best thing Urban Decay ever did. I'm saying it. I think it's true. Uh, Setting spray, but mm, setting spray was from Scandinavia, so I don't really count it. Um, But anyway, I was obsessed with those face cases and I would... Love to have those back. Uh, When Wendy, the founder of Urban Decay, was on the pod, we talked about those at length. And we did talk about going to the offices and doing a throwback episode um, of going through her archive, uh, which I should probably pick up with her again because I think that would be amazing, but mostly just for me. Um, And the last thing I want to bring back, and it only just left us, but I already cannot find it, is the Marc Jacobs Beauty at Lashed Mascara. I don't like paying high-end mascara prices, see my previous point, um, I think there are so many amazing drugstore mascaras and mid-tier brand mascaras right now, but that Marc Jacobs at Lashed was so beautiful, just perfectly defined, volumized, sooty lashes, the packaging was stunning, the black and gold stripes. I absolutely loved it. I I need to start haunting my local discount stores, my Nordstrom Racks, my TJ Maxx. It's TJ Maxx in America. It's TK Maxx in the UK. The things you know. The things you learn on full coverage. Uh, but all the discount stores, I just need to start haunting them until the Marc Jacobs Beauty appears because I need to buy about 17,000 tubes of it because I just love it so much. I'm really hoping that one of the other brands under the Kendo umbrella, so Marc Jacobs Beauty was licensed to Kendo um, and this is, I'm paraphrasing and making a very short version of a long story, but Kendo, the company that, a larger company, blah, 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 owns Sephora. Uh, they have brands like Marc Jacobs, they have KVD, formerly Cap Von D, KVD, Vegan Beauty. They're all under the Kendo umbrella. Um, and KVD Beauty just brought out a new gel pencil eyeliner. And a lot of people are raising a lot of eyebrows saying, oh, that's interesting. This reminds me a lot of the Marc Jacobs Highliner, waggly eyebrow, waggly eyebrow, uh, because, you know, Kendo owns the re- the formula to that product and they own that brand too. And maybe it's similar? I couldn't possibly say. Uh, but I'm really hoping... We might get a mascara from KPD Beauty that is basically a repackaged at Lashed. That's what I want, please. Um, Makeup Fairies, putting that out there. So they will be the three slash six things uh, that I would immediately bring back. Please message me, get on the Facebook group, get on my Instagram at Lindsay Kelk, tweet me at Lindsay Kelk, tell me what discontinued babies you want back. It is one of my favorite forms of wallowing in nostalgia is to talk about beauty products of the past beauty products gone by because it makes me so happy. I've got a friend who is like deeply anti-nostalgia. Anti he is offended by it. It's my favorite thing. Uh, so if you'd like to wallow in the past with me, <laughs> please give me a shout. Tell me which three products you would resurrect um, and we'll chat about it and I'll go, oh my God, I love that too. And then I'll have to re-record this entire episode um next question which is a banging one uh what are you loving right now so good question because for a long time I wasn't really loving anything and for a little bit when we were off the air um beauty was feeling like a bit of a chore I was a bit like oh I have to do my makeup um and I wasn't really enjoying it and then the last few weeks I've really got back into having fun with it having fun with my makeup again a lot of that I have to say is due to Play Beauty. Um, the Play Beauty, that eyeliner that I'm just obsessed with. It is so gorgeous. I'll link it in the show notes. Uh, they've done such a nice job there. Uh, so I love that. Um, something else I've been enjoying recently is just like a really beautiful, vibrant pink cheek. I've been looking very sallow. Some of us are new out now taking an iron supplement for our health. Uh, so I've been looking a bit pale. And I, so one of my favorite products of all time, and sometimes it's still available, which is why I didn't include it in the discontinued. Uh, but it is the Stila Convertible Color in Fuchsia. It is just the most vivid, shocking blue pink, um, and it is stunning on fair skin and blue eyes. It's stunning on all skin tones. It's absolutely gorgeous, but it is insane against a blue eye. And I, I, I don't have one right now, and I haven't been able to find one, but. I am constantly chasing that dragon and I have it. Uh, I have a Fenty, a bright pink Fenty that is similar. And I'm really enjoying that. The Fenty cream cheek colors. They're so tiny. Aren't they so tiny? Did anyone get one and think you're so wee? Um, but perfectly reasonable. Uh, I love that. And I recently got, um, I've talked about this the last time. I talked about these when they came out it was the Patrick Tarr blush duos. Um, And it's just, it kills me to say how great they are because they are really good. Um, But he does keep telling you to apply the powder first, then put the blush on top. And my beauty brain can't accept it. And I know he's good at his job. I'm sure he is. I've met him. We didn't, we didn't hit it off. Uh, (laughs) He lives somewhere else in LA and did not care to know about where I lived. Um... Anyway, um, I just can't get my head around putting a cream on top of a blush. Regardless of that, the product is fantastic. Uh, I had one of a peachy coral from his first release. He's just released another bunch of colors and there is a really vibrant dolly pink, like a bright dolly fuchsia blue pink and it's gorgeous. And there is a powder and a, a corresponding cream blush in there. I tend to use one or the other. Uh, the powder is super pigmented. You need a very, very, very light hand. The cream, uh, I like to use a stiff um, flat top brush and sort of stipple it in. Stipple it in and then blend it. And I really love it. Uh, but I, yeah, stop stop putting creams on top of powders, Patrick. It's it's just confusing. My face is old and it doesn't enjoy that. I am not Gigi Hadid. Which will probably be as a shock to a lot of you. Uh, you might have thought I was. Uh, not, I'm not, no. Um, Next question. Great question. PRP update. So back in December, I went to Alchemy 43 in Los Angeles. Uh, You may remember a a million many, many moons ago, I interviewed Nikki Levy, who is the founder of Alchemy 43. Uh, You can go back into the archives and listen to that episode. She was great. Uh, But Alchemy 43 is a beauty bar in LA. It's an aesthetics Uh, Med spa, but not. uh, It is a lovely spot where you can go and get, you know, I get my Botox there. I'm very open about what I get. Uh, You get fillers, you get Botox, you get facials, you can get all kinds of stuff there. Uh, They have the one near me, uh, the one I go to on West 3rd in LA. All of the um, technicians there are like highly qualified. They're all fantastic. I've never had a bad experience there. I absolutely love it. Uh, A lot of people, I think, were a bit like the premise was that it was like a blow dry bar, but for. Uh, tweakments and I do understand why people might be like yikes this is not something to be taken lightly but I have to say they've always been fantastic with me it's there's a full consultation before you have anything done they explain pricing very clearly before they do anything for you Uh, I really enjoy it I think they are much better than I think they're even better than what they advertise themselves as even on their website I think the the talent of their staff um, surpasses what the idea the breezy attempt uh to the approach of, of what they deliver uh, it tries to be very cash and very like oh it's great just pop in and get your botox but i have to say everyone i've worked with there has been fantastic so i went in december and i i paid for this uh, so it wasn't sponsored it wasn't free it wasn't a freebie i got a, a prp micro needling treatment from tiffany uh, at the west third uh west third, um outlet Out, Out, outpost west third uh alchemy 43 and I love Tiff. Tiffany does my Botox also. She's fantastic. If you're in LA, go see Tiffany. Um, The PRP experience. So we talked about this in an episode with Brianna Wheeler also, who's a nurse nurse practitioner in the LA area who is fantastic and who I have had work from, treatments from before. Uh, She explained PRP in great depth, so I will do my best to explain it to you. But basically what happens is... um, they, the nurse takes your blood, uh, I had my blood drawn from my right arm, it was painless, it was quick, it was just like getting blood taken for a blood test. Uh, then the blood is put into a centrifuge, they spin it around, it's all very exciting. This separates the components of your blood and gives you the plasma rich platelets which is what PRP stands for. So the plasma rich platelets are this sort of goldish jelly substance that is in your blood, which is all the good stuff uh, that you want to have a lot of, basically. And the way this is used then in a PRP microneedling treatment is your face is numbed. My face was numbed with numbing cream. Uh, The numbing cream is then wiped off and Tiffany used the microneedling device to microneedle my face, which, not to put too fine a point on it, lol, inadvertent pun, but I love it, um, literally punctures your skin with teeny, 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 tiny needles. Um, it is utterly painless. I did not feel a single thing. I did not feel a thing. It was honestly completely painless. Um, and in a PRP microneedling treatment, the, p- the, the plasma from your blood is applied directly onto your face um, and it penetrates your skin um, at a deeper level than just smearing it on because obviously the idea of your skin is your skin is a barrier it is designed to keep stuff out Um, it's not really meant to take stuff in which is why we have to be so careful with skincare because you have to have molecules that are small enough to actually penetrate your skin and get through that top layer um, which is why when you microneedle it creates holes, it creates tiny, tiny tears and holes, not tears because you don't really want to tear it, but these tiny, tiny, tiny punctures in the top layers of the skin, so that what you smear onto it, whether it is your own plasma or whether it is a serum, uh, you can have it done without drawing your blood, you can just use certain serums to apply topically after a microneedling treatment. Um, And it absorbs deeper than it would otherwise. And the tiny, tiny punctures in your skin tell your body that your skin has been damaged and it needs to send a lot of collagen and good stuff to your face to repair these tiny holes, which as your face heals from the microneedling treatment, you have plumper, fresher, more vibrant looking skin. Um, The day you get it done, I will say, And I've seen Tiff since, and she says the treatment has been updated now. So they don't go as deep as they did when I had it done. But that sounds scary. It was utterly pain-free, but I had it done. I went home in the dark, I drove home in the dark. um, And when I got home, (laughs) Jeff freaked out. My husband was legitimately afraid. He was like, you look like something out of a horror movie. And when I went and looked in the bathroom, in his defense, I will not share the photo. If you want to see it, DM me. (laughs) on Instagram, and I'll show you the photo, um, I looked like something out of a horror movie. My face was very bloody, very red, um, it had lots of marks on it where I had been microneedled, um, and I had bled a little bit, uh, on my way home, um, but I didn't feel anything, so I was like, lol, this is hilarious. Um, for two days, he was like, I just can't look at you. Um, uh, I cleanse that night I think you know you need to talk to your nurse about getting aftercare advice because you have to be very careful obviously because you have basically wounded your face to convince it to um repair itself uh so for the next day I was just extremely red and tender it felt like a sunburn and it looked like a sunburn it just my face was bright red uh because my body was like what have you done we have to fix this it looked exactly like a sunburn uh that was day Day one, really, because I had it done at night. So then day two, I was still very red and patchy. Um, you don't want to be going out and doing stuff, is what I would say. Do not have it done before any... You, you need to uh, three days, at least, like in the house, um, unless you're really happy to say to people, don't worry, I just had my face punctured a million times and my own blood rubbed back into it. Um, but I would probably recommend staying at home and taking it easy. Uh, but yeah, day two, I was still very red and blotchy. Day three... I was fine and just starting to peel a little bit and just a little bit blotchy in the bonier areas of my face. So like my chin and my forehead and the top of my cheekbones, um, but I was able to put on sort of a tinted moisturizer and go out to meet my friend for a drink after dark. Probably wouldn't have gone in the middle of the day because she would have been like, what's up with your face? Thankfully, my friend had also had microneedling. So when I told her, she was like, Oh my God, I love that. Four days later, I'm going to say, basically a week after the treatment, my skin looked the best my skin has ever looked. I'm not exaggerating, it's not hyperbole, and I love both those things, but this is not that. It looked amazing, it looked like I'd taken 15 years off my... I looked I looked like I looked when I was 25, um, only in skin texture. Like, obviously I did not look like I looked when I was 25. Um, But my skin looked incredible. It was plump. It was bouncy. uh, It was even toned. I've got some scarring above one eyebrow. Um, It looks like acne scarring, but nobody seems to actually know what it is. I've had it since I was very young. Maybe it's like chicken pox scarring or something. But that looked better. Uh, Any hyperpigmentation I had looked better. Uh, My fine lines looked better around my eyes. I could not believe how much better it looked and I would say for two-ish weeks really didn't wear a lot of makeup foundation wise I did my moisturizer and then maybe I did a bit of concealer to even things out I would have done the Dior skin correct corrector um, just buffed into my chin and nose maybe my forehead but it looked amazing Um, that slowly wore off and I ended up my own haggard cryptkeeper self. That's mean. That's mean to me. My skin's fine. Uh, but that did wear off after a while. And they do recommend you do a course uh, and that you have sort of, I think, it's a, they recommend, I think, two to three months, depending on how long your results last and how sensitive your skin is, uh, getting it done over a course of four to six treatments for a longer lasting result. I can absolutely see getting addicted to it, but it isn't cheap. Like, it's not cheap. That's the main thing. Um, it's not inexpensive. I had some credits uh, towards the treatment that I, because I have a, a monthly membership at Alchemy 43. Um, but it was my choice to go and get it, and I, I elected to do it and paid for it with my credits. And um, yeah, I really liked it, and I would definitely do it again if I had a big event coming up. I would do it like two weeks before. I uh, would not do it a week before, even two weeks before. Um, if I was doing something, uh, if I, you know, like you could do it for a wedding. If you want it to look great for your wedding, you could start six months before. I'm sure you would look incredible after that. But I just really loved it. I really, really loved it. And I do want to get it done again. I will get it done again. Um, I haven't really been able to schedule-wise more than anything else because of that downtime that's required. But I really, really, really did love it. And I really, really, really will do it again. Uh, And thanks to Tiff for making me feel safe all the way through. It sounds like such a scary procedure. And it really isn't. And Tiff is great. And she's funny. And she makes you really comfortable. Made me feel really at ease all the way through. She was there if I had questions afterwards. She gave me really clear aftercare advice. Um, And yeah, I recommend it. So that is my PRP update. Thanks for asking. Um... I did get a question about what do I think about celebrity beauty brands? Well thought out. Uh, hooey as hell or <laughs> cash grab. I'm laughing at hooey because I am a dedicated who weekly podcast listener. Uh, and I, I assume we have another hooligan in our midst. But hi, if we do. Um, as I said, I'm going to do a whole episode on celebrity brands because there's so many now. Uh, also going to talk about Ariana Grande's REM line gonna talk about a bunch of them uh, and some of them are good and some of them are hooey and some of them are cash grabs <laughs> um and that's that's all i have to say about that right now but we will do a whole episode on that so great question thank you so much um next question color correctors are they worth it Um, That's a really good question because it actually depends. Uh, They can be if you have very, very, very red skin or if you suffer from rosacea, so you have like incredibly brightly red patches or skin, whatever, um, I absolutely understand you might wanna use a green toned uh, color corrector to take some of that redness out. Uh, If you have hyperpigmentation or melasma, you might wanna use a color corrector to try and correct that. I think the trend for color correctors is not worth it and is over, I think they are only really, really worth it if you have an issue, if you really have something that you do need to correct and fix. And most of us, honestly, realistically, we don't even if we think we do and even if brands try and convince us every five years or so when they all bring out a new green product if they try and convince us that we need it we really don't so few people actually have that degree of color in their skin that they need to counteract it with something that is bright green or bright yellow um it's very few of us so i think if you need it or if you love it do it i think if it's something you you are worried that you're not doing and you think you should be, you probably don't need it. Um, I know a lot of people who love under eye color correctors because they've got dark circles. That, I would say, and then rosacea um, for the high red color in the skin are the most commonly um, talked about issues and the, the questions I get asked the most for sure. And there are a lot of really great products out there. I know everyone loved the Becca under eye color corrector. And sadly, Becca is no longer with us. Um, but Bobby Brown still does um, a colour corrector that's Becca was part of the Essay Lauder family, and Bobby Brown is too. So that's comparable if you're looking for something. Um, and Bobby Brown herself, her line Jones Road Beauty, they also have colour correcting products, sticks. So you could look there. But yeah, I do think by and large, I've bought into it before. I've totally bought into it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to use this lavender toner because my skin is sallow and then I'm like it's not it's not and quite often the concentration of color in stuff like a primer or in a powder it's not really enough to do much anyway you might get a slight brightening effect if you use real color correcting products something like a derma blend or you know like a, a real legitimate color corrector that's a very heavy base that's got a lot of color in it um it's hard to, it's harder to use. It requires a level of skill that I certainly don't have. Um, and I think for the most part, we don't need them. And it's just a lot of marketing trying to convince us that we do. So I'd say you're mostly okay, unless you have very dark circles or rosacea or very high color. I reckon you're golden, not literally golden. I don't know your undertones of your skin, but I, I reckon you're okay. Last question for today, uh, and it's a goodie. And it's also one I'm going to crowdsource answers to. I would love to get everyone's take on this. But we were asked, what is the best high street mascara? Now, there is so much debate on this because, again, mascara is so subjective. Totally one of the reasons this podcast exists. One of the reasons I got into beauty blogging back in the day was because I was so impressed with a Clinique tubing mascara because I was breaking up with my boyfriend of seven years sobbing like a baby and I looked in the mirror and my mascara hadn't smeared or smudged and I literally paused the breakup conversation and was like oh my god look at my mascara uh, and when he did not react that's when I knew he was not the one for me um he for some reason wanted to talk about our relationship but I was like shut up mascara get out of my house um Anyway, uh, and obviously Harry goes by the moniker difficult eyes because she has difficult eyes, so she tries out everything for us. Um, but some mascaras I love, I've seen other people say they don't work for them. Some mascaras that don't work for me, other people love them. For my money, if you're in the UK, my favourite is still Lash Paradise by L'Oreal. Uh, I have not found a UK high street, high street mascara that beats that for me personally because I love a big fluffy, sooty lash that doesn't smudge. And that's what I get from that. And I absolutely love it. Um, I know a lot of people who will go to war on behalf of Essence Lash Princess Mascaras. Uh, And I've always liked them. I don't know if I love them, uh, but I like them for sure. And they are extremely bargainous. Uh, They're like like under £4. They're very, very, very uh, well-priced so definitely check out Essence, definitely check out Lash Paradise if you're on the UK. in the UK. I don't know what is different about the formula of Lash Paradise in the US, but it's not the same and it does not give me the same finish, the lash finish, and it does not give the same uh, lasting, it does not endure as well. I find it very flaky and smudgy and it's very upsetting to everyone involved. Uh, I have had to during lockdown when I could not fly to England for two years and I ran out of Lash Paradise mascaras I had to do some work and I was planning to do a whole episode for you or at least a whole segment on mascaras and newer mascaras but ultimately I just found a lot of them very disappointing. Uh, I had the new Clinique High Impact Tubing Mascara. Uh, Is it High Impact Gravity Defying or High Gravity? I can't but it's Gravity something but it's a new tubing mascara from Clinique um, and it works in the sense that it does not smudge or flake or anything but it gave me really well-defined lashes so I got like a lot of well-defined lashes it wasn't especially volumizing but it was lengthening which is what it's supposed to do Uh, it was lengthening and it was great for not smudging anywhere but within two three weeks of opening the tube everything just clumps my lashes just stick together Uh, every single time I wear it and it's just become incredibly disappointing so I'm really disappointed in that. Uh, The other one I got was the new YSL mascara which is obviously very very luxe because it's YSL so the price was insane but I'm an idiot and I was like for the sake of full coverage of journalism I shall invest in you and try you out. Um, It arrived and I was immediately disappointed it has a it's a giant black tube Uh, it looks very similar to the Jones Robe road tube and you know i live and die by jones road mascara i still think that is exceptional even for the price point of 30 dollars um but it's very similar it's a big thick heavy black plastic tube but it's got a great big gold ysl logo on it but it just feels really cheap because it's plastic um and i get really torn in in high-end beauty because i'm like yes i love that they didn't make it you know they didn't weight it which is worse for the environment because it, it makes it heavier to transport which uses more fuel and it makes it heavier and and that's heavier is not always good um, but it feels really cheap the packaging to me feels really cheap and really 80s and just was not into it Uh, first time I used it I was like oh lush big sooty wonderful this is what I'm looking for felt very inspired by Jones Road again I was like it's not just packaging the mascara is also very inspired big sooty lashes Um, then at the end of the day it was pretty smudged pretty flaky uh, and again within less than a month of opening the tube it's practically unusable uh, it just gives me really clumpy chunky lashes it's really disappointing and I think it's quite hard with mascaras to judge without giving it time because if you read all the reviews on Sephora something like Sephora those reviews are written immediately after you people you'll use it once and be like oh my god I love it not all of them but a lot of them Uh, And with the mascara, you've got to wait and see how it feels because something that is rubbish for the first two weeks, it might be too wet and you might find it smudgy and clumpy. Two weeks later when it's been open, it might be amazing. And I think that's true of a lot of high street mascaras because I think a lot of them come out very wet. uh, And I think you have to wait a couple of weeks to reach peak mascara. I still think a lot of the L'Oreal mascaras are fantastic. A lot of the Maybelline mascaras are fantastic. Uh, I used Colossal Lash, the yellow Colossal Lash Maybelline Mascara for years. That was my go-to for years and I still check it out. I love the Bambi Lash. I think that's fantastic. Um, Yeah, I would definitely check out those, but definitely check out L'Oreal. Definitely check out Maybelline. See what's on offer, where you are. Uh, Do look at Essence just because it is such a bargain and if you hate it, it's... You've only spent sort three pounds fifty five dollars. I don't want to say that as though it's nothing, because everything is is money, and every as they mention on the telly, every penny every penny counts. Um, every little helps, so they say. Tap tap. Uh, I'm waffling. but anyway, <laughs> like I don't want you to waste your money, uh, so I want you to go find the best bargains, find the best offers. Essence is going to be the best bang for your buck if you are on a super strict budget. L'Oreal Lash Paradise in the UK is definitely gonna be a reliable option. If you're in the US, I would probably get the Bambi Eyes, L'Oreal Bambi Eyes. I love that mascara. It's really, really beautiful. Um, Perhaps not quite as fluffy as the Lash Paradise, but really gorgeous. Right, you know what time it is. Uh, I'm gonna ask for your help again. Please don't leave me alone in this, it's so sad. I just, I can picture you sat in your car going like, I'm not gonna do it, I'm not gonna do it. Or going like, yeah, let's do it. please be a yeah, let's do it person. I love you, Um, (laughs) why would you leave me hanging? Anyway, after three, one, two, three. Highlight of the week. It is a little bit sad doing it on my own. My cat is staring at me like, what is wrong with you? And I cannot answer that question. I simply cannot. Anyway, enough from me. My highlight of the week this week is um, something I did not love, then came to love, which I always enjoy. I really like to be proven wrong about something. I know that sounds stupid, but especially a beauty product, uh, especially if it's been super hyped and I try it and I'm like, eh, I don't know. And then I get to come back to it and be like, oh, it's actually really, really good. Uh, And this one is really, really good. And I think the problem is when I tried it the first time, my hair wasn't dirty enough. And my highlight of the week this week, (laughs) I'm so gross, is Living Proof Advanced Dry Shampoo. Now, I love a dry shampoo. I love a dry shampoo. I am a lazy woman and I hate washing my hair. Plus, um, I'm, very, I'm bleached to death, bleached to death. So I try and wash it as little as possible, but especially when my roots are coming through, which aren't bleached, they get much greasier than the rest of my hair. So I am guilty of indulging in dry shampoo more often than not. Uh, I've talked before about the Moroccan Oil Light Tones dry shampoo, which I love for blondes. I absolutely love it, it is fantastic. Uh, batiste you cannot go wrong collab you cannot go wrong uh, i think they are two great cheaper options but and I, this is again with the caveat of saying it is expensive and if you don't have it in your budget there, there are cheaper options that are great but the living proof advanced dry shampoo again witchcraft i don't know how it's doing it um i used it the first couple of times i used it my hair really wasn't dirty enough and i couldn't work out why everyone was raving about it because everyone was saying how incredible it was. And then one day I picked it up to try again when my hair was pretty rank. Uh, It was very greasy. I think I had like done a spin class the day before uh, and not washed my hair for whatever reason. And then I ran out of time the next day before I had to do something. And I'm like, well, I'm going to braid it and put it up and pull it back so people won't be able to tell how gross it is, which is, you know, also a good tip. But I will use this dry shampoo also to see if I can minimize some of the grossness. I unloaded a ton of this dry shampoo into the roots. I did what they said in the can, like you leave it a while, uh, it was like 30 seconds or whatever, you leave it for a minute and then you sort of brush it through. I could not believe it. It was like my hair was, it was like second day hair again. It wasn't like slippery, shiny, first day clean. It was totally second day, perfect, clean hair again. Like I still put it up because I felt like a skank but I totally could have left it down. I could not work it out. It's so good. Um, it is genuinely a fantastic, fantastic product. It has been a lifesaver for me the last couple of months when I am very lazy. But I, so basically, I'm going to justify my laziness is that um, I'm in the US. I'm based in LA, so I'm eight hours behind the UK. And if I have to have meetings in the UK, which I frequently do with my publisher and with other people I'm working with, um, they have to happen very early in the morning for me. And I am not a morning person and I frequently wake up looking like I've been dragged through a hedge backwards. So the way I try and get myself together for Zoom is to sort of pull my hair back. If I just tie it back, every, everyone knows, right? They're like, oh, look at the state of her. So I will try and do sort of a very basic makeup routine. I will do glasses, because that's a good Zoom tri- trip, trick. If you can't be bothered to do full makeup, wear a, a good pair of glasses, it's distracting. Uh, glasses, blush blusher, lip. Um, and then I will do the living proof dry shampoo to right my hair wrongs uh, until I can wash it later on. Uh, but you can absolutely get away with it for a day. And you can have actually done it for two days and I got away with it. I don't know if I would recommend that because you're leaving a lot of stuff on your hair. But it's great that it doesn't feel like there's any residue. It doesn't feel drying. I know there is a scientific reason for why it works. and I know that's easily accessible to me because of the internet and the fact that I have a beauty podcast and I could just... Like email them and ask them. But I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna say it works and we'll take that on faith. Um, <laughs> just believe it. But honestly, um, mind blown. And I bought not one, but two cans during the Sephora sale when it was 20% off because I wanted to stock up, and you got a little baby travel can with it. And I am a sucker for a good deal and anything miniature. So that is my highlight of the week. It's the Living Proof Advanced Dry Shampoo absolutely love it definitely recommend definitely full coverage approved and if you for some reason don't feel like washing your hair why should you it's hard uh definitely check it out because it's it's a gorgeous option it's gorgeous thank you so much for listening to me talk to you for so long i think jeff is really happy that the podcast is back because it means i don't talk to him as much imagine being locked in a house on your own with me for two years it's not been easy for him, so I think we're all pleased that this is happening again, uh, or at least we are. You might not be. I, 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 I don't like to speak for you. I don't like to speak for you, um, but anyway, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for sending in your questions. It was fantastic. It was really fun to um, answer them. Please come and join us, facebook.com forward slash full coverage podcast click the top pinned post. It will take you to the full coverage beauty chat group where you will be asked a couple of very simple questions. Please answer them. Uh, And I personally, because it is just me, um, will approve you to join the group and you can chat with us about all things beauty, ask your questions, share your favourites, let us know what hasn't worked for you and just generally have a lovely time with some lovely people. Uh, You can also reach me on Instagram at Lindsay Kelk or Twitter at Lindsay Kelk uh, we can chat about all things, basically anything, actually, because I'm supposed to be writing a book. So I'd much rather talk to you about mascaras. Uh, definitely do want to hear about your favorite drugstore mascaras. Definitely do want to hear which products you would resurrect. And I kind of want to hear your most unpopular beauty opinions. Uh, and if you let me know, if you, you can DM them uh, on Instagram, you can tweet them to me. You can write them in the Facebook group. Uh, And I will read some of them out on an upcoming episode. That might be fun. That might be fun. Uh, Anonymously, of course, so that you can walk down the street without fear of reprisals, which is what I'm going to get for telling you that luxury makeup is not worth it. Uh, Anyway, on that note, thank you so much for joining me. We'll see you in two weeks with another episode. Next episode, I have a fantastic interview with Janine Lobel, founder of Stila and now founder of Neen it's, it was just such a moment for me to speak to her. I've been such a fan for so many years. Stila was a huge part of my beauty journey. I love that brand. Um, and I really am thrilled that she's doing something fantastic new uh, for all of us. So that will be on our next episode. And thank you so much for joining us. I'll speak to you then. Bye pals.